4: Next up on Destination Freedom.
1: Well, you see, Mr. Landis, we've got 11 classrooms, 14 teachers, and 462 children. Uh, I, I see, Miss Pride. And,
2: and how long have you been here?
1: Since 1900, 16 years after Hardigan was built. Uh, what's the biggest problem here? Oh, Mr. Landis. <laughs> That's the lunch bell. Open the door, you can see for yourself.
2: I opened the door, and pouring out of the schoolrooms were dozens of energetic, active youngsters. Much like youngsters I'd seen in other schools, only most of these wore the clothes of the poor. Oversized caps, cut-down adult pants, but all were so alive, leaping with energy, it was marvelous to watch.
1: That is the trouble. How so? They don't know what to do with themselves. Artigan has no gymnasium, no playground, no assembly hall, no lunchroom. Well, how do you keep these children out of trouble? We've got Miss Ruth Blue. Whenever the kids are in trouble, we find her. Why don't you look around the building?
2: So I went looking around the old building for the first time.
4: Welcome to Destination Freedom Black Radio Day's podcast, a copyrighted program of No Credits Production, LLC. I'm producer-director Donnie L. Betts. Next, on Destination Freedom, The Angel of Federal Street. The Angel of Federal Street tells the story of the great humanitarian of Chicago, Ruth Blue Turnquist. What happens when the angel Gabriel is calling the roles of new names of heavenly angels and the pearly gates get stuck? The name of a person still on earth is called and St. Peter and the rest of the angels have to get to the bottom of the problem. One section of Chicago's South Federal Street is backed up against the railroad tracks, a treeless avenue with rows of run-down houses, and one ancient grade school. But one factor lifts this district above the others. is the living legend of the Angel of Federal Street and of that ancient grade school assistant principal, Ruth Blue Turnquist. Next on Destination Freedom, the Angel of Federal Street. now, Destination Freedom.
3: Oh, freedom Oh, freedom
5: Freedom over me And before I'll be a slave I'll be buried in my grave
6: and go home to my Lord and be free.
2: One section of Chicago's South Federal Street is backed up against the railroad tracks, a treeless avenue with rows of dilapidated houses and one ancient grade school. In short, a section typical of many of the city's slum areas. But one factor lifts this district above the others. It is the living legend of the Angel of Federal Street, of that ancient grade school's assistant principal, Ruth Blue Turnquist. In a chapter entitled The Angel of Federal Street, we bring you the Turnquist story.
0: Calling all saints and angels. This is Gabriel calling all saints and angels. Calling all saints and angels to assemble at the pearly gates and proceed immediately to St. Peter's chambers. By heavenly proclamation, today is the day. Today is the day for the celestial mid-century election of heavenly angels. For the celestial mid-century election of heavenly angels. Calling all saints and angels.
4: It was a peaceful Sunday morning in heaven, much like today. When Gabriel called all angels together, the sky was a rainbow. The stars were staircases. On each was sitting one of a million souls waiting for this election, waiting to be admitted into heaven, or rerouted to Lucifer.
0: Calling all saints and angels, all angels. Gabriel
4: had rolled up and down Heavenly Highway, pulled all the old angels out to vote on what would be new angels. An old Heavenly Democratic custom handed down by Moses.
0: They're coming in, St. Peter.
4: I see a few saints missing. What's their excuse?
0: Well, uh, according to my record, the only one missing will be St. Matthew. Couldn't you wake him? My trumpets broke, St. Peter. I told you about that. Have it
4: fixed. I don't see Luke and he used to count the ballots.
0: Well, uh, I checked him. Um, here, here's the I's, J's, K, L's, okay. Luke, St. Luke. Oh, he was busy trying to save a soul from, well, uh, Luke is always
4: tussling with the devil. <laughs> I hope he wins this time.
0: Well, everyone else is accounted for. It. Shall I
4: pass out the ballots? Yes, yes, go ahead, go ahead. Now, <clears throat> will all eligible to vote on the admission of souls come to your attention, please? Angel down, angel down. Now remember the qualifications for heaven. You'd vote for those who've done the most for their fellow men on earth. Some souls out there have been waiting a long time for this election. Judge each fairly in light of heavenly standards. For those you pick shall immediately be swung through the pearly gates. Dwell in heaven and wear the remnants and wings of angels. Now, you young, young angels. Who are casting your votes for the first time, I must remind you that we vote for only those souls seated out there on the stars. Only those spirits have parted from earth. Is that understood? It's good. <clears throat> very well, very well. Gabriel was passing out the ballots. St. John will collect them. St. Agatha will count them, and Gabriel will read the results. Oh, okay. Well, everything was going to heavenly schedule. And if I noticed anything out of the ordinary, it was only a group of angels whose earthly habitat had been Chicago, whispering over something or another. I suppose they wanted to compare notes. But when St. John encountered the ballots, Gabriel took the platform to announce over the heavenly loudspeaker those to be admitted. <clears throat> Dr. Charles Drew.
0: Carter G. Woodson. Attorney Charles Her- Houston. Justice Brandes. Heywood Braun, John Peter Albert, was George the wings, Washington and for the new Angels. Elijah Wilson, getting their souls ready Robert to enter the gates. When happened, Ken Yakamoto, Mia Anasky, read her name Ruth
4: Blue Turnquest. Something was wrong. The pearly gates had stopped, clicking. They were stuck. <clears throat> Ruth Blue Turnquest. The gates still wouldn't turn. The angels flew out to see what was happening. The gates refused to turn only when the wrong soul had been voted in or when an accepted soul was still down on earth. This was serious. Order, order in heaven, please. Please. There's evidence of some celestial conspiracy. Some conduct unbecoming an angel. There's been some t- in reality, re- re- in the balloting. Now, oh when the angels voted for the admission of this roof blue Turnquest, come on, admit your guilt. As soon as I said that, six angels stood up and raised their hands. This was mutiny, holy mutiny. I singled out the ringleader. Just as I thought, St. John, St. John of all angels, to deliberately vote for an unworthy soul.
2: Now, now the soul we selected is not unworthy, St. Peter. No, no, not at all. That is not why the gates stopped turning. Well, then the only other reason that the gates stopped turning is could we be... voted for the admittance
4: of a soul that's still on earth, St. Peter. <laughs> but we seldom give the title of angel to people on earth. You can never tell what they turn out until they leave from down there. It's against the rules. Yeah, it's except, except in special cases, I Saint haven't Peter. heard of any such cases. Well, if you'll check the Celestial Code,
2: Volume 19, Chapter 8, on how to become an angel and still live on Earth, in
4: paragraph 6 you'll find that oh, it says... Except... I remember. I remember that chapter. I remember
2: that we may vote the title of angel to any worthy human provided there is a two-thirds majority, and such a vote is not vetoed by the keeper of the pearly gates, i.e. you, St. Peter.
4: <clears throat> yeah, you're right. Now, I'll give you enough time to explain why I shouldn't veto this roof Blue turnquest. Then I'll make up my mind.
7: <laughs>
4: I don't like to be harsh, but after all, I'm been entrusted by the master to watch the gates, and we simply can't have the title of angel conferred carelessly. I was sure I would have to vote, to, uh, veto this case. Now, who is ready to explain this roof blue turn quest?
7: Well,
4: uh, who voted for? Her? Come on, speak up, speak I, up. I,
2: I voted for Saint Peter.
4: And what made you do that, Angel Landis? You haven't been in heaven that long enough to jeopardize your status. This I, way.
2: I know St. Peter, but she's more like an angel than many angels I've met up here.
4: Oh,
7: no, no, no. You explained
2: that remark. Well, oh, this man. is what I meant. As you know, before I became an angel, I was a school teacher on earth. In fact, the principal of a grade school. All that's on the record. Go on. Well, I was assigned to a school on Federal Street in Chicago. Hardigan School. I don't guess very many angels know about that school, but It was over by the railroad tracks in the slums. At the bottom of the slums, in fact. I'd never taught in a place like it before. It didn't have what a school needed, and and when I reported, I asked one of the teachers all about it.
1: Well, you see, Mr. Landis, we've got 11 classrooms, 14 teachers, and 462
2: children. Uh, I, I see, Miss Pride, and... And how long have you been here?
1: Since 1900, 16 years after Hardigan was built.
2: It's quite ancient and outdated. Uh, what's the biggest problem here?
1: Oh, Mr. Landis. That's the lunch bell. Open the door, you can see for yourself.
2: And I opened the door, and pouring out of the schoolrooms were dozens of energetic, active youngsters. Much like youngsters I'd seen in other schools, only most of these wore the clothes of the poor. Oversized caps, cut down adult pants. But all were so alive, leaping with energy. It was marvelous to watch.
1: That is the trouble. How so? They don't know what to do with themselves. Hardigan has no gymnasium, no playground, no assembly hall, no lunchroom. How do you keep these children out of trouble? We've got Miss Ruth Blue. Whenever the kids are in trouble, we find her. Why don't you look around the building?
2: So I went looking around the old building for the first time. Down the basement stairs, I saw a group over in a corner and heard an outcry.
6: Ow! Miss Blue, that hurt! My arm! Hold still or I'll paddle you. You know that's not hurting you, boy. Hold still. Now, just hold that arm straight again and we'll have it. Hold it. I came
2: up to the group. A ring of students were around a busy, fast working woman who was replacing the splint on a boy's broken arm. He gritted his teeth, and when she was through,
7: Now,
6: how's that? (laughs) You you like to kill me, but it feels all right. You watch those trucks when you cross the street next time, they'll kill you quicker than I will. (laughs)
2: There in the basement, this teacher acted as mother, doctor, companion, and confidant to a noisy train of children that followed her all over the building. It wasn't until the last child was gone that she noticed me.
6: You're the new principal? Yes. I'm glad you came.
2: I'm glad you're my assistant. Do you do this often?
6: No more than twice a day. The other times, I'm upstairs teaching. You
2: get along with children unusually well. What method do you use?
6: I just open my heart to them. I open it so wide they can see what's in it. If they see love and respect, they'll go all the way with me, give me their hands, let me lead them. If they see prejudice, they'll stick out their fists and fight. I prefer to have their hands.
8: She
2: was strict, outspoken, but she held their hands, and they would do things for her because she did for them no other teacher would do. The longer I watched her work, the more confident I was. She would come up here sooner or later. And since she seemed to be taking so long down there, I thought we angels should go ahead and vote her in. And that's why I lobbied for her, St. Peter.
7: Order!
4: Order now! In my opinion, the reason given by Angel Landis for conferring the halo upon the roof-blue turnquist is not sufficient, and therefore, I must exercise my veto power Just a minute, St. Peter. Angel Anderson.
9: I voted for it, too. Now before you pass judgment, listen to me.
4: Yes, Speak briefly, you're holding up a million souls and the devil getting more active. Speak briefly. As everyone knows, I came into this kingdom of heaven by way of the battlefield. And artillery shell in the Battle of the Bulge. And what's that got to do with Miss Blue? I'm coming in that. Hurry on,
9: St. Peter. I didn't come into the Federal Street community from the outside. I was born in it. I played in its streets. Sat on the railroad tracks. lived in shacks that would tremble on the bottom when the big trains rolled. And in the wintertime, I drag an old gasoline drum inside the house for my mother to make a stove and then go out on the tracks and pick up coal that shook off the cars. It was on that kind of a day that I first met her. Winter, the snow covered my ankles. It was morning and all the other kids were in school. I was waiting for the coal train to come by, hoping I'd get some coal to take home when another boy saw her. Jiggers, Jiggers, here comes that Hardigan teacher. Who you talking about? Miss Blue, come on, she's running over here, come on. But I couldn't run away with the sack of coal, and I knew we'd freeze at home if I dropped it. I stood still trying to decide. Come on, come on.
6: Help me carry this coal, help
9: me. Not me, she's coming. Let the coal go, man, let it go.
6: Hey, boys, you boys, don't run, I want to talk to you, come here.
9: I held on to the coal and she came up.
6: Now, look at this. Look at this. Freezing to death when you could be in school, at least getting warm. Albert, what's the meaning of this? I wanted to go, Miss Blue. But my mom, she, she needed cold. Did she tell you to stay out of school to get it? No, she didn't. You've been out all week? Well... Say, you're due to graduate in a couple of semesters if you keep up. Don't you like school anymore? It's not
9: that. It's, it's just that... Go on. Every time I go to school, the kids, they all laugh. Well,
6: there's nothing funny looking about you.
9: It's about my feet. I don't have no shoes.
6: I see. Leave the cold sack here and come on to school with me. Like this? As you are. When you walk home, you'll have shoes on your feet. I'll see to it. Come on.
9: I was proud to walk beside her to Hardigan School. She took me inside that
6: office. Here, stand on this paper. Now, I'll take this pencil and draw the shape of your foot. Uh Uh-huh, hold still, there, that's it, step off. Now hand me those scissors. I'll just cut out this pattern, take it downtown with me. Uh Uh-huh, now you sit here until I come back. I'll drive downtown, it won't take long.
9: I sat there, rubbing my feet for a while, then I got up to peeking the hallways at the other kids, coming in and out. And somehow the old school that I had been ditching seemed to be the friendliest place I'd ever been.
6: Get back up on that chair, I thought I told you not to get off. You'll catch your death of cold down on that floor. Here, stick out your feet, stick them out. Bought you a pair of shoes and some socks, here. Put them on, and when you get them on, you get back upstairs in that class. And if I catch you ditching school again, I'll break every living bone in your body. Yes, Miss Blue. I'll come, Miss Blue. Hold it. Hold it. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Here. Stick this in your pocket. Better pin it in. Ten dollars? Keep your mouth shut. Take it to your mother. It's for coal. And don't tell anyone I gave it to you. I haven't got money to pass out all over the school. Now, get upstairs.
9: Now that was the last time I did school. You know the rest, St. Peter. After I finished high school, I got married to a girl on Federal Street. We had a son. I worked in the coal yards, and when the war broke out, I took my boy over to Hardigan School.
6: Well, 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 Albert, he looks exactly like you. Does he act that way?
9: Well, I don't know, but if he gets into any trouble the way I did, once you remember those shoes. I remember
6: <laughs> how you kicked them out in three weeks and came back and asked me to buy you more.
9: <laughs> well, I don't think you'll have to buy junior shoes. As long as I'm overseas, I'll be sending back enough to take care of him. Uh, but, Ms.
6: Yes, Albert?
9: A step over this way a minute, Miss Blue. I don't want Junior to hear us, in case I don't come Not back. Albert. I'm just saying, in case I want to know that Junior's in good hands.
6: Well, now your wife's perfectly able. May's
9: to- able and willing, but you know what a kid's liable to get into around this neighborhood. You know what I. You know what to do. All I want is your promise that you'll do as much for my son as you did for his father.
6: I will. You know I will.
9: And that set my mind at ease, St. Peter.
10: Once a boy gets under
9: her wings, I've never heard of him flying crooked. And that's why I voted
4: for her. Yeah, that's
2: right. yes, that's good. That's we are. Very
4: interesting, Angel Anderson. But as long as you can't cite any unusual evidence, you can't prove there's an angel on earth. Now.
10: <clears throat> I can prove it, St. Peter.
4: And who are you, young lady?
10: One of the new angels. I've only been here a year. I have your record. I voted for Ruth Blue Turnquest because she kept her word and looked after my children after I I left Earth. Is this true? When my husband leaves Earth, and I hope he'll come this way, he'll verify it. He went over to the school just a week after I passed away. He took our two girls and two boys and walked into Miss Blue's office. Now,
6: Mr. Martin, these children are big enough to walk to school by themselves. You don't have to come over like this.
4: <laughs> this will be the last time, Miss Blue. You see, uh, now that my wife is gone, there's nobody at home to look after. Uh, I've appointed my oldest girl, Helen, to do the job, but, you know, sometimes the, the boys won't mind. It.
6: Oh, I'll look after that.
4: Uh, I hope you would. Helen to see that they'll get cleaned up every morning and uh, get over here. I'm away from home 15 hours. It's a heavy load to put on a little girl, but I got to work.
6: I see that Helen gets along all right, Mr. Martin. You go right on to work. Helen and I will take care of
10: everything. And when she said that, St. Peter, I was easy in my grave. But I did feel restless when Helen started having trouble with the boys, and one time she told Miss Blue she just couldn't get them up. Uh Uh-huh. So they're still home in bed, huh? Well, Helen, never mind.
6: I'll take this ruler with me. Now, lead the way home. Go on, girl, lead the way.
10: And she took the shortcut across the vacant lot and came in on the boy sound asleep. Get up! Get up out of that bed,
6: every last one of you! Get out of that bed! Now get yourselves in the bathroom and clean up. No, wait, I don't even trust you out of my sight. Give me the soap, Helen, I'll do it. And lay out the comb and brush while you're at it. Oh, the nerve. Sleep until 11 o'clock when you should have been in school. Yeah. Stick your head under this water here.
10: That water running, running over their faces, St. Peter, made the sweetest sound that had reached my heavenly ear since I left the earth. I had to cast my vote for that angel. That's what they called her anyway. Yeah, that's right. that's yeah.
4: I remember that. Angel? Who gave her that title in the first place? Who started this thing off?
11: I guess I'm to blame, St. Peter. Not
4: you, Mother Evans. I thought you were one of my steadiest angels.
11: Well, I, I, I thought so too, St. Peter. Then how do you explain this? Well, now you know I had a grandson, Benjamin. Well, now, Benny was some, somehow always getting into trouble. Not serious trouble, but troublesome trouble, especially at school.
4: Especially yes, it. yes, yes. Well,
11: now, then, there was that day he got into bad trouble. Police come to the house, took him away, Say so he broke into the neighbor's house, stole something. You remember the case?
4: <laughs> that case will be handled by Lucifer, not me. Mother Evans, go on.
11: Well, well, the judge was just about to send my Benny away and just about to give his decision the way you about to do now.
3: Well, you bring the boy to the stand so I can pass judgment. It is my considered judgment that the charge is... Uh,
6: Judge, your honor, may I have a word with you, please?
3: Why? In just a minute, Miss Blue.
6: This won't take but a minute, Judge. Please.
3: Well, I suppose if the prosecutors don't mind. But only for you, Miss Blue. Only for you. She come
11: in and took the judge inside his chambers They only stayed a few minutes, but when the judge come out, he's a changed man.
3: In view of new evidence brought in by Miss Blue, I'm allowing the defendant to go free, provided he's put under Miss Blue's supervision for the duration of grade school. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Judge. Don't thank me. Thank the lady over there. Do you know who that is? She's an
11: angel, Judge. The angel of Federal Street. Only an angel could have saved my boy. I first gave her the title, St. Peter. It seemed like a miracle that her words could do so much so quick. I I didn't know the title would stick. But when I asked about her work, I could understand why
6: it did. No need to thank me, ma'am. I'm only doing what little I can to make up for what the community doesn't give my children. You've helped us so much. And they've helped me? See how great and strong are the working people around Federal Street? And after being close to that greatness for so long, I don't think I could ever leave. In some of my classes, I see the faces of children whose uncles, aunts, fathers, mothers were once under my care. And I feel like I'm part of a big family. Hello, Miss Blue. Hello there. When I walk down the street, People would speak to me whose faces look like vague images of children's faces I once knew. Once a truck driver pulled up alongside me, stuck out his head and said, Say, aren't you Miss Blue? That's my name, driver. Who are you?
4: (laughs) I'm Dad Eddie. I was in your third grade in 1920, remember? Remember?
6: The little brat who used to throw erasers at me?
4: Oh, you remember them
0: erasers? I almost got you once. I'll be seeing you, Miss Blue. I'll be seeing you.
6: I'd see them one day, and maybe not again for years. Sometimes I'd see some of my children who were in the professions. Musicians, lawyers, doctors, teachers, good workers. And sometimes, I'd see some who hadn't done so well. That time I was caught in the rain. And the only shelter in sight was a tavern on the corner. I was shaking my umbrella when someone called. Say hey, look who's dropped in on us. Miss Blue
3: from over at Heart again. Welcome, oh,
6: teacher, welcome.
3: Hey, come on in.
6: Now, who is this in here welcoming me? It's me, Jimmy Pike. You remember me, don't you? Your face looks familiar, but I never look long at faces behind bars. <laughs> I'm the kid that skipped so
3: much screw that Truant Officer gave up. And here are Fenetta Hobbs and Vernon Jarrett, mm. some of your worst
1: pupils. Hello, teacher. Well, we never thought you'd come up inside a tavern to visit us, Ms. Blue. We knew you were persistent, though. You
6: always were. You want to have a drink?
7: <laughs>
6: they were my children, too. They were the girls and boys whose fathers and mothers had not been able to escape the trap of poverty, the iron ring of race segregation, that walled in the slums. For these are some of the things I have seen and see. Children with rickets who can look out of their painless windows and see trains hauling in carloads of oranges and grapefruits they can't afford to buy. Children without clothes to come to school. Mothers and fathers going without food so that their children might have the best helpings. Parents putting aside pennies to push their children through school. Working in stockyards and rail yards doing odd jobs. And fighting to make a home on Federal Street. To make it the kind of home that advertising posters say every American should have. That St. Peter is what she
11: told me in court. And that's why I kept saying it. She was the angel. The angel of Federal Street. I
4: voted that she be admitted. Order! Order in heaven, please. Will the angels please come to order? Will St. Peter reconsider his veto of Miss Blue?
7: Well, well, settle down.
4: Well, I can see the angels meant to have their way, as irregular as it was, voting in a living angel. But, after all, I'm only the gatekeeper. Angels, please. Please. After what you said, if Gabriel can read the name of Miss Blue and the gates will turn, she's in. If not, she'll just have to wait until she departs from Earth. Gabriel, read off the name again, please. Quiet, quiet now. I read just as I was
0: reading before?
4: Exactly as before.
0: <clears throat> well, as I had said, Miss Ruth Blue Turnquest. Miss Ruth Blue Turn
4: Shut up, Downs. Yes, she was in. It was all quite unorthodox as celestial elections go. All quite irregular. But if the angels want to allow one of their own to walk around free on Federal Street, I'm glad to. What can a poor gatekeeper do? Who knows? Maybe we should move heaven down to Federal Street.
7: You have just
2: heard Destination Freedom's dramatization of the Angel of Federal Street. The story of Ruth Blue Turnquist, assistant principal of the Hartigan School. Destination Freedom is written by Richard Durham and produced under the direction of Donnie L. Betts. The cast for The Angel of Federal Street, the story of Ruth Blue Turnquist, included Donnie L. Betts, T.J. Betts, Audrey Cabanis, Jeff Campbell, Dominique Johnson, Tony, Ruth A., and Kurt Soderstrom. The theme singer was Dominique Johnson. Musical direction and cello, Julie Swarthout, with guest Lionel Young on violin and guitar, and Rebecca and Sean Moritzky played the harps. Sound effects by Gabrielle. The engineers for The Angel of Federal Street were Leslie Gaston, Andrew Johnson, Jeff Smith, and Sam McGuire. Our stage manager is Jason Heaster. I'm your announcer, Kurt Soderstrom, and now producer, Donnie L. Betts, and musical guest, Fred Fuller and the Fuller Sound. On piano, Shami Fuller, Royston, bass, Fred Fuller, on drums, Rudy Royston, and on vocals, Elothipia Fuller. Thank you.
4: Thank you, Kurt. (laughs) We want to welcome up uh, to the microphone right now Mr. Fred Fuller, please give him a big round of applause.
8: Well, thank you, John, and Thank you, listeners.
4: So I always said, uh, you know, when I invited you, that it's the family that plays together,
8: stays together. That's right. The family that plays together stays together. And I'm just thrilled about it. the entire works of all the family. We, uh, Through the years and through ranks, my, my wife and I started uh, Fuller Sound together as a As a duo, as bass and vocal, and uh, through the years uh, our, our daughters and son have uh, have joined us and and they 're incredible in in what they do. I have a uh, oldest daughter, Xiaomi, who's a piano player, who's supreme. She's teaching in uh, Douglas County Public Schools and, and plays concerts and directs uh, honor band and uh, all kinds of good things. Youngest daughter's in New York and uh, plays alto saxophone and she's playing with lots of named people in New York right now. Okay, and I uh, have a young son who's still at home, he's in high school and he's a percussionist and right. he's doing just great, getting ready to go to a competition in San Diego in a couple weeks. Fabulous. Uh, so what first are you going to do for us? We're going to do, uh, we're gonna do a, a Clifford Brown tune called uh, uh, Daoud. All right. Okay. Fred Fuller and Fuller Sound.
5: live, yeah. What if I can't give you dumb things that I won't, will But I can't promise you, baby oh, I'm gonna love you for as long as I live. Well, I should and I can't no live long enough. That's why I wear I mm-hmm. Well, I share and I care. I know I live long enough. That's why I wear my booties when it rains. Eating apples every day. Say my prayers. I you baby I'm gonna love you baby Always thinking of you baby To do so we were should be Well, I'm gonna love you, love you, love you for as long as I live. Well, I'm gonna love you, love you, love you for as long as I live. a midnight flight Thought little love make everything alright Landlords say you moved away Left me all your bills to pay One thing baby You might have made your move too soon You left me here with a credit card This life in Denver sure ain't hard it up to about five grand. Cast it in and held it in my hand. That kind of word, yeah, get all around, make a lost man come on, found. I hear you knocking, baby, at my door. Keep on knocking, baby, don't want you here no more. It's one thing, baby. I bet you made your move too soon. About making your move too soon. I had a girlfriend whose man had left her high and dry. No money, no car, had checked out for two long weeks. She came across the street and she said, Loan me the keys to your car. She walked out. Got into the car, put the keys into the ignition, and she started driving. I mean, she was desperate. I mean, she wanted to find the man who had taken her car and her money. Oh, I'm driving, drip She started driving for a long time. You know what I mean? then finally she saw her car parked outside a club. So she parked the car, walked into the club, and looked around. She saw the bartender and she said, bring me a drink and make it the I mean I wanted the heaviest thing in the house. And then finally she caught eye of The individual she was looking for. There he was in the corner. (laughs) One lady on the right side of him, one on the left. I mean, they were deeply engaged in conversation. She said, Excuse me, I haven't seen you for two long weeks have you been? He said, "Ship whip, ship. have we been better. She said, "I don't understand that." She said, "You know what? I think you made your move too soon. Do you understand that?" So he says, "Uh." She said, I know you've made your move too soon. And you know what I want you to do? I've just packed everything that you have. Your suitcase. I put everything in it that you had. And when you check out of here, I want you to pick up that suitcase. And I want you to check out. I don't want to see you anymore. You've been unfaithful. I've hung in a long time. Baby, I know that you've made your move too soon." She said. I've been from Spain to Tokyo, from Africa to Ohio. I want to make up news I'm just a woman who's singing the blues I take my love and everywhere I come back and you know that they're still there One love ahead, one love behind One in my arms, one on my mind It's one thing, baby I think you made your move too soon
4: Full and full of sound. <laughs> going to wait for a minute for Fred to make his way up to the microphone again and uh, have a little more conversation before the band comes back again.
10: Yeah, Fred, yeah. Fred, Fred,
4: yes. <laughs> now, uh, so you know, I know throughout your life, your married life, that people have butchered your wife's name.
8: <laughs> Can you please tell us? <laughs> yes, yes, I would love to. Her name is Elthopia. Okay, not Ethiopia, right. not but Elthopia, Yes, it's a very unique name, and a very unique woman.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it takes it takes a real, real, uh, a great singer to scat. You know, a lot of people oh, attempt yes. it, but uh, I love that. Never make you move too soon. Yes, yes, yeah, she yeah. does a great job. she's yeah. a showman. <laughs> What's the, what was the second tune you did after after the uh, Clifford Brown tune?
8: Uh, as Long As I Live. I Love You As Long As I Live is uh, the name of the tune. and okay. uh, I forgot who originally did it. We've, okay. we've heard so many people do it after, but uh, right. we have our own special arrangements on a, a lot of different things. Beautiful, beautiful. So we do lots of different material, and we certainly yeah. have fun oh. doing yeah. what we do. So. Yeah. yeah, definitely. We're certainly we certainly appreciate you coming down it. here tonight. You... Uh, neglected. I know it, I, and I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad you called me. <laughs> yeah. call I have me to call you. Yeah. You know, I gave him such a <laughs> hard time. You know, he's graced he's, he's,
4: he's our stage many times. That's right. I, way back, way back, That's his daughter, right. and Rudy both uh, did a high school production with me. Uh, at Manual High School, many years ago, I don't know if you remember that. It's called uh, it was a play about Justina Ford, the uh, famous right. black doctor here in Colorado. That's right. That's right. And um, that's the first that, time right? we got a chance to work together. And yeah. then, you know, I've seen him throughout the years and now Rudy plays at everybody that you know has a band or right. you know has an instrument. Rudy's one of the
8: most <laughs> sensational drummers that I've ever had the pleasure of working with. And and he's also my son-in-law, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we keep it all in the family.
4: So uh, yeah Rudy joined us with, um, with Ron Miles uh, back last year when we did our last show at the you right. Dove and uh, a great member of that uh, was it a quartet then Rudy? Yeah. He had a quartet that night and it's, he it, you guys are amazing. And I saw your yeah. daughter at, um, and I'm losing track of, of names because I'm you know senior moment that lasts for weeks.
8: Uh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> but she was playing at this church on on 16th and it it was just a, you and a trio were just just phenomenal yeah. cuz acoustics in there were just you know like this yeah. room very alive
8: she's done know, a lot so. of a lot of different things yeah. a lot of uh, yeah. she conducts uh, uh, an honor band uh, mm. uh, which is a uh, 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 the best kids in the city, supposedly. Ne- next and to the,
4: the young people we had here tonight. Though. Right next to the young right, people right. we had here tonight. <laughs> well, it's a different configuration. Right, and, right, right. And, uh, yeah.
8: Uh, but she does lots of different things and is a great teacher and a great piano player, great Fantastic. Jazz yeah. and classical players. So. Beautiful, beautiful. And I'm, I'm just thrilled with all my children and, and my wife. <laughs> Fantastic.
4: <laughs> now again, Fred Fuller and Fuller Sound. KGNU. Red full and full of sound. People make the world go round. Yeah. Again, we want to thank everybody for coming out tonight. You you got time for one more for us? Sure. Okay, just one more. And uh, Rudy, 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 put the symbol back on. One more, and we'll let you go.
5: Without you Don't get around much anymore Darling I guess My mind's still at ease But nevertheless Why give up Over my reason Been invited on dates, Would have gone But what for I fall longer Without you Don't get around
7: much anymore People on base.
5: sound
4: that concludes this episode of Destination Freedom Black Radio Days our producer director Danielle Betts support for Destination Freedom is provided by the Bonfee Stanford Foundation the Ullipians Fund of the Denver Foundation Arts and Society and Karen and Johnny Klein Destination Freedom Black Radio Days is produced by Donnie O. Betts. The series is remixed by Maurice Smith, a.k.a. Reese. Make sure you check us out at NoCredits.com and pick up our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. iTunes, Radio Public, Spotify, etc. Follow us at Twitter at Donnie Betts. Hashtag NoCreditsProduction, LLC. Hashtag Days Hashtag Destination Freedom Black Radio Days. Thank you for listening.